The Humble Entrepreneur Podcast. My personal take on life and business by Robert Terry. Since 2005, I've been the co-owner of Nationwide Ventilation Limited, installing commercial kitchen ventilation. We've worked for the biggest names in the industry, including KFC and Taco Bell. The podcast gives you an insight into my journey and learnings along the way. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey guys, Rob Terry here on the Humble Entrepreneur Podcast again. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about um, competing on price and why we say you never try to compete on price and I'll give you the reasons why. Now, it, trust me, it's very tempting to compete on price. You've tended for a project, someone comes in a little bit cheaper than you or even a fair bit cheaper than you, you're desperate for the work, you need the work, that kind of thing. It's really difficult, really awkward um, not to actually just drop your prices accordingly to, to win the work. Because obviously, let's be honest, we all want to get the work, we all want to win it, but you know, we've got to make sure we're winning it when it's right for us and winning it with the right margins and that kind of thing. So there, there's a number of reasons why over the years we try not to. Now, quite often we will, we'll have a small percentage we can drop by, but nothing, no more than that. I mean, our, our rule of thumb is never ever drop anything more than 5% on a job. And that's only if we are really, really, really pushed in the, uh, that's in the ventilation business, obviously. So, um, because nine times out of 10, you're just, when you are doing that kind of thing, you're, you're just not competing, uh, you're not comparing like for like, that kind of thing. You're getting completely different quotes, um, it's different materials, it's a different spec that they're working to. They're generally cheaper for a reason. So, um, and there, there's so many different things that it, that it can do to you, how damaging it can be to you, your brand and that kind of thing to actually just comp try and compete on price alone. I mean, it's, it's really the fastest route to the bottom now. Don't get me wrong, as soon as I know I'm saying this, someone's gonna jump on the thread, please do, no objections to it, please jump on and turn around and say, yeah, there's exceptions to the rule, but there's always exceptions to the rule, trust me. Um, there, there's always gonna be a pound shop out there, an easy jet or something like that that is or a Ryanair or whoever it may be that's jumping on the bandwagon, an Audi or a Lidl and that kind of thing. Now that, that's great. Now if you can afford to keep dropping your prices that amount and actually you know, still be in business, if you can afford to make margins, that kind of thing, that's great. But generally speaking, and it's massively true in the manufacturing industry, um, you just can't afford to keep dropping your prices just to win the work. In effect, you'll end up to getting hit in the point where you're just literally buying the work in, you're doing it at cost, and the only people that are really getting benefit potentially is the supplier because they're getting a cheaper product, um, although they're, they're getting a premium product for a cheaper price. I mean, we all know there's a million and one people out there with champagne expectations, but just lemonade prices that they're looking for. So it's, it's really no benefit to you long-term to be doing it, I would say. Um, certainly that's what we found in the ventilation industry and that's why we always, I always say there's a little bit we would discount off just to, you know, to show willing if we need to, but generally speaking, we try to completely avoid doing it altogether. So, and th th there's reasons why we've found this over the years and it's actually what we found um, to our detriment and you know, why, why, it's, um, why we, we say that we shouldn't be doing it. So, um, now there's, there's five reasons that we, that I'm gonna outline now coming up, that we, um, we say we don't, we don't discount and we don't do it for that reason, or we don't try and compete with people on price. Because like I say, particularly in the ventilation industry, there's such a massive difference. People are coming, say a 15,000 pound job, people are coming 12,000 pound, 10,000 pound, 
but it's completely different. You've not got the same grades of stainless, you've not got the same grades of, even the same quality of welding. A canopy, for example, that we produce will be fully welded and sealed, whereas theirs will just be a pop uh, riveted together canopy, that kind of thing. And trust me, this goes across many things. It's, it's like you look at the difference between British Airways and EasyJet, what comes in with British Airways and what you don't get with EasyJet, that kind of thing. Now, like I say, there's always gonna be an exception to the rule and that, you know, that, that's fine. That's, that's just always the way it's gonna be. But for us, we don't do it. So, right, so the five, five reasons that I personally believe and what we found in the ventilation industry and across other brands as well in the industry, that, that you shouldn't be trying to compete on price. And that is number one. If you're trying to compete on price, basically you're undermining your own credibility by charging less. Now, you look at companies like when Skoda, for example, Skoda prime example, how many years have Skoda been trying to get over the initial stigma of what they were because they were such a cheap, cheerful brand and now they're only just getting over it. And that's when you've got the likes of uh, VW, Audi and all them lot that are all now part of the same group breeding, trying to breed life into them. So it's taken them so long, and even now there's still a bit of stigma attached to it, that it's a cheap brand, it's not gonna be, you know, the quality's not gonna be as good because it's cheap, that kind of thing. So they're still struggling from, from where they started because they started so cheap, and let's be honest, they're no longer at that point now. You know, they're, they're sort of priced as sort of the, with the likes of all the other competitors and that kind of thing, but they've still got that stigma attached to them of it's being a Skoda. Now it's slowly changing, but you think of how many years that's taken to change and you know, can you afford, you and your business, can you afford for those people to do it? So it's basically, it's, if people are seeing it's cheap, they think it's cheap, they think it's crap, they think it's naff, they think you're offering a shit product, whatever it may be. So what you're actually doing by going in too cheaply is killing your own credibility. And trust me, it takes absolutely years to build an effective, decent brand, and it can be wiped out overnight. And just by, just by appearing to be too cheap and too cheerful, you get the same product. Uh, another car industry as well, the uh, Dacia or the Dacia, whatever they call it, nice, cheap, cheerful. It's basically a rebranded Renault, but a lot, lot cheaper. But again, it's got the stigma of, of the price charging attached to it. So it's, it's really gonna damage you, your credibility, that kind of thing, unless you are actually trying to be cheap and cheerful, which generally speaking, most of us aren't. You've got the likes of um, the Poundlands and things like that that are doing it, but they're working on such slim margins and people like EasyJet and that, they've got such deep pockets, they can afford to discount and discount and discount so that they can, um, they can win the market share. And then trust me, once they win that market share, like Audi are doing, if you've noticed it with Audi now in the stores, um, Everyone went to Aldi, Lidl, places like that because they were nice, cheap, cheerful. You got the same sort of things at a lot less price, but now they're starting to creep the price up. Now they've killed off the market share. They've won their share of the market. They're up in that brand. So it's not possible, it's, uh, sorry, it's not impossible to do it, but you've got to have deep pockets to do it. So that's number one, it's gonna undermine your credibility. So number two is you're gonna attract those people who know the price of everything, but absolutely understand the value of nothing at all. So they're gonna be looking and just, just nitpicking them, checking the prices on you, and they just do not appreciate the value for the product, the service, or whatever it, whatever it may be. And the, these things all apply, whether it's um, a product you're selling, um, or a service you're selling, or something like that, that they're, they're just gonna understand, they're not gonna understand the real sort of true value of a product or its service, and they, they just don't understand that they don't want it. So you're gonna be trying to attract those kind of people that are gonna be there. They're gonna be knowing the price of all the different, all your competitors and all that kind of thing out there, but they're not understanding 
your value and what you bring to the table and why it is that you're charging what you charge. So that's number two. So number three, most people who are cheap are looking for the cheapest price. Yeah, so the, you've got these customers, this number three, you've got these customers out there that are, they're, they're the people that are looking for the cheap price and uh, trust me, these are the kind of people that are gonna be the biggest fucking pains in the arse ever. It comes back to the old 80-20 principle of 80% of the grief you're gonna be getting is from 20% of the customers, and trust me, that 20% of the customers is gonna be the 20% that you're offering to or giving a discount to. So it's, 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 you're just attracting those kind of people and all they're gonna do is they're gonna moan, they're gonna complain, they're gonna want their, you know, they're gonna want their Mercedes-Benz car, but they're only gonna to wanna to pay a Ford Focus price for it, and then they're gonna sit there and complain that they haven't got their fucking Mercedes-Benz because they wanted the Mercedes-Benz, but they just wanted it on the bloody cheap. So, and they're the ones that are gonna give you so much grief, so much hassle that you're just gonna think, was it even worth doing in the first place? Because not only are you having to put up with that grief and that hassle, you're not even getting a fair value in terms of return, in terms of your price for it. I mean, if you're charging an absolutely extortionate premium, you can afford a bit of aggro factor in it for putting up with these people that are basically wankers. Um, that are just gonna moan about everything you do for them, even though they've wanted it at the cheapest prices. So like I say, it comes back to that thing of champagne expectations with lemonade, uh, lemonade price tags that they're looking for, and then they're just gonna complain, they're gonna moan, they're gonna bitch about it. We see it a lot in, like I say, in the ventilation industry. And it's, it's that age old thing of you're getting what you're paying for, so. So that's number three. So number four, low fees attract them. The people that are paying low fees and clients that are paying low fees, cheap fees, discounted prices, they are gonna refer you to other people who are exactly the same as them. And all that means is it's just a spiral then of you're then getting more clients referred to you. All right, you may be getting more clients, but these are the more clients that are gonna cause you more problems, give you more grief, and suck the bloody life out of you for, for being completely honest about it. So the more, and it's a self-perpetuating thing, the more of them you generate, the more of them you serve, and the more you look after, then the more they're gonna, they're gonna refer you out. They're gonna tell you, oh, use this guy, he's cheap. Use this guy, you can batter him down on price. So the more you do it, the more it's gonna self-perpetuate into that's the kind of customer you're gonna attract. I mean, it's like they, like they say, you, you know, you get back what you put out there in the world. So you're gonna do that. You're gonna, if, you, if you're putting it out there to cheap customers and discounted prices, that kind of thing, you're gonna get more of that type of customer back, um, which is what you don't want. You don't want people like that. You don't want the people. It all comes back to um, fair exchange of value. They're getting um, more value or they're wanting more value for their price that they're paying than uh, what the, you know, it should be a, a fair exchange of value. You're giving them the value they want at the price that you can afford to give it to them on. So that's number four. People with, are low paying clients and low, low paying people that want discounts, that kind of thing. They're just gonna attract more and refer you to more of that type of client, which leads you on to number five, which is exactly the same, but in reverse. So low fees and cheap fees are then repelling the higher quality clients that will pay more, can afford to pay more, and understand um, fair exchange for value. So, you know, they're gonna look at it, it's, it's like people that, you know, like go back to the car analogy again with a Skoda. Now, I'm not saying Skoda are like it anymore, but at the time they were. The Skoda could be exactly as good as a Mercedes-Benz, but because it's not a Mercedes-Benz, they ain't gonna take a second look at it. So you're the same. If you're perceived to be someone that's too cheap, 
you're not going to get the work because people are going to think, well, you're not going to do the job properly, you're not going to do it on time, you're not going to do what you say you're going to do, you're forever going to have to chase them up. So you're going to actually frighten off the kind of clients, in fact, you actually want to try and be attracting. So that's number five. So the f I'll give you the five reasons you shouldn't be doing it, just a quick run through of them briefly. So you undermine your credibility by charging less, you attract those clients who know the price of everything but understand the value of fuck all, and then number three, most people who are cheap are looking for the cheapest price and they're just a royal pain in the bloody ass and you don't want to be dealing with them anyway. Number four, low fees attract clients that then refer you to more clients that are looking for low fees and cheap prices. And number five is low fees actually repel the kind of clients that you do want to get, which are the more higher charging clients. So they're, they're the five, five of the reasons we found that we, you know, we don't, we try not to work, get into price wars, price comparisons, that kind of thing. So, and to be fair, it's all so tempting. We're all tempted to, you know, if we just do this at that price, we can get that bit of work or whatever. But, you know, you're then tying yourself up doing it. So um, that there's certain things you can do that ensure that you don't try and get into these pricing wars and that you're not doing it. So um, give, you, give you five or six things that are going to get you or that are going to work for you in terms of not actually working and getting involved on like price war. Because like I say, as soon as you get involved, in competing with everybody else on price, it's just it's just um, a continual drive to the bottom of the pile. So, number one, be the best at what you do. Now, it's like I say with cars, Rolls Royces, things like that. Rolls Royce people know people go and buy a Rolls Royce because they already understand the value of it. They know what they're getting. They are the best in their field. You want a decent car, you go and buy a Rolls Royce. You want a decent watch, you go and buy a Rolex. So. If you can actually do and be the best um, you are, and it doesn't matter what field it's in, whether it's like I say, in ventilation, whatever it's mentoring, that kind of thing, or it could be marketing, whatever it may be, the field that you're into, that's what you want to try and do, is to actually be the best in your field, or at least to be perceived to be the best in your field at doing it. So that's number one. Number two is a very simple one, and that's to add more value than your competitors. You can charge the same prices or charge a bit more, but add more value and offer your client that bit extra, yeah? And there's there's so many different ways you can add um, add value to it from customer service right the way through to different bits and pieces, but we won't go into those too much at the moment, but there are certain things that you can do that are gonna add a massive amount more value that don't actually, in fact, cost you that much to do, but it's gonna just break you away from that price war bracket. So that's number two. So number three is um, to give incentives to your clients. Now that can be new clients um, or it can be existing clients, but if you give them a reason to keep coming back to you that is not price-based, they're gonna do so. So let's be honest, there, there's all sorts of different loyalty schemes out there. Even McDonald's do a loyalty scheme where you get half a dozen, you buy half a dozen cups of coffee, you peel the sticker off, you stick it on, you give it back. Now you can do that, or there, there's a number of different um, sort of um, incentives that you can do to it. You can actually you can buy one product and then bundle in other products or other services to make it better and more attractive, that kind of thing as well, which goes back to the adding value at the same time. So give incentives and adding value are two, two real key things that you can do um, to make sure that you're not involved in the price war. So that's number three. Now number four is to actually just focus and concentrate on giving the best customer service that you can. Because trust me, in this day and age, there's so many people out there that if you give them shit customer service, they're just gonna jump straight on the Google and then review you and say it's crap customer service.
there's so many different places people can review you and ridicule you in this day of social media in this day and age of social media they can do it absolutely everywhere but on the flip side if you offer them really really good customer service and fantastic customer service go above and beyond make sure they're really happy with what they've got follow up on it that kind of thing and and really excel at your customer service to them they're going to remember that and they're going to come back to you and think oh yeah right we ordered from them for it it's nice easy it was hassle free um, rather than going for the cheaper alternative me personally i would rather pay i'd rather go to a restaurant and get really good customer service from someone that's there for the same sort of food or even you know pay a bit more for the, the same sort of food and get decent service to know that it's being brought to the table, it's still warm, they're doing it and if you need anything, they'll sort it out for you. So trust me, customer service is such a massive thing and it doesn't cost a lot more money to make sure that you're doing and getting your customer service absolutely um, spot on right. So that's number four. Now this number five, um, we've found this before, um, and it's, it's a great way. There's a lot of people can go, oh Christ, I don't agree with that, but that's, that's fine. I'm just giving you what we found works for us um, and that kind of thing. And that is to increase your marketing budget to attract more new customers on board. So literally start increasing your marketing. And in this day and age, it's so easy, um, it, particularly if you're sort of a smaller, um, more sort of one man band type business. Nothing wrong with that, obviously, but things like social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of those kind of things, YouTube, podcasts, all of these different channels that are available to you and you don't even have to spend on it, but just increase your marketing. Because what that means is then, with increasing your marketing, you're increasing your reach, which means you're actually then looking and, and drawing in new customers. And those new customers are potentially gonna be less price sensitive. Yes, you may get the odd one or two that are still price sensitive and you know they're still trying to beat you down, bat you down on price. But if you increase your budget in the new market spend, trust me, you're gonna get more out there to the customers and that's just gonna basically bring in more new customers for you and more revenue. So there are five things that you can do um, that are sort of relatively cheap, relatively simple, that will increase it so you're not actually competing on price, guys. And we, we've had it many, many times over the years. It's so, so tempting to just drop your price, give a discount and that kind of thing. And I get the same with the mentoring a lot. There's, there's guys that turn around and they say, oh, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to have you um, mentoring me and to help drive my business forward, but I just can't afford you. Well, the simple fact of the matter is, and all I turn around to them is I explain to them the value I offer and that what I give to them and then say to them, at the end of the day, it's completely your decision, but can you actually afford not to hire me? Can you afford not to have me working in your corner with you? It's like if you're a boxer, you've got a cut man working in the corner with you. You've got black eyes, bleeding, that kind of thing. You've got someone you're in there paying peanuts and he's doing bugger all for you. He's not getting it sorted, so the problem's just getting worse and worse and worse the more rounds you go on. Or you've paid, you've got the top quality cut man in that corner and working for you. And then what he does is he stops it straight away, does it, you get back into the fight and carry on as, it, as you are, guys. So. It's not always a question of, of trying to get it and accept that it's gonna be the cheapest. You've actually just got to work with them and just say, look, this is what I'm gonna to bring to the market for you. This is why I don't compete on price. I could lower my prices, you work with me, but then again, I'm not gonna value you as much as a client, you're not gonna value me as much as a customer. So I hope that gives you a bit of an idea and, in, and a sort of into the, the world of discounting and, and giving and offering cheap prices, guys, and why, why you shouldn't be doing it. Trust me, guys, if you can really, really get away from it, try not to actually compete on price because 
it is just the fastest way to the bottom of the pile in business, guys. So um, hopefully you've liked this and it's helped you. If that's the case, please give it a bit of a share around or even go on, leave a review. If you think I'm talking bollocks, please do the same again. I can only adjust and work on the feedback that you guys out there give me. So if I am talking crap, if I'm talking bollocks, please come back to me and tell me the kind of thing you'd like me to add to it. Or if you, there is anything likewise that you would like me to include in these podcasts or even do an episode on the podcast for, please just get back in touch with me. Let me know, drop me a line. There's loads of different channels that you can find me on. There's the website, thehumbleentrepreneur.co.uk, um, email addresses, all of those kind of things. So you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and all the usual places. So please like it, share it, put it around, guys, if it's helped you. Uh, if not, please come back to me, guys. Right, have a good weekend all. I know it's coming up to, it's a Friday, and it's all coming up to, um, uh, you know, tools down and that kind of thing. Some of you will be working over the weekend or whatnot, but please try and have a good weekend and all be safe and um, catch you in the next episode, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Remember folks, stay humble and let your success talk for you. See you later. I think we have to go.